What is up, my Gaggle of Geeks? Welcome to episode three of the Gaggle of Geeks show. I'm Patrick, here with my uh, friend and co-host, Chaz. How's it going, Chaz? Good, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, and we have so much to talk about. Um, a big drop for the Batman movie. Uh, also, a uh, uh, recap of the films that we saw this week, and maybe a, a closer look at Sonic the Hedgehog and what it actually means for it being successful this uh, box office weekend. Welcome everybody, and um, yeah, how was your week, Ben? Jazz. My initial week, it's been busy. Yep. What but have you been up to? I'm just working, but then uh, my weekend's been pretty, pretty laid back and chill. Kind of mm. some time to breathe. So, what do you do on your weekends, content-wise? Like, do you go for what are some things they need to catch up on? Do you go for like because I have a registry of stuff that of course I need to you know the AFI top 100 you have to like look through and be like all right so when am I gonna knock out Lawrence of Arabia at one point <laughs> but like I don't want to do that when I'm just lounging at home I'd rather honestly if it were up to me and maybe this will take away all of my credentials right now I'd rather sit and watch 90 Day Fiance with my wife like, <laughs> just watch the trashiest garbage that you could possibly that you could possibly have that just is ugh. i like i i will one day break down 90 day fiance for you and how crazy that show is how crazy and entertaining it is but what about you do you go down in the dumps for some garbage content or do you do you keep it sophisticated throughout are you just a classy guy overall um, well, I, it just depends. Like sometimes I get in a writing mood and I write or I edit photos or videos, you know, um, then some other times I'll just scroll on Netflix or HBO or whatever subscription I have and see what movies I have not seen yet in theaters. And if there's absolutely nothing on there, then I'll go down like a rabbit hole looking for like really obscure films on Twitter mm. and reading what people think about those and checking those out. And I think that's kind of what you ended up pulling out with uh, this week uh, with your review, <laughs> Come to Daddy. I know you've already put out the review, so I, I guess um, I'm going to make you do a mini review on this. But go ahead and check it out on the website. But what did you think about it? It looks it looks super interesting just based on the picture I'm seeing. Um, it's it's very it's very interesting because it is very much um, it, it's it's kind of slow in the beginning, uh, but it gets it picks up pretty quick and there's actually a twist in there or twists, I should say, um, that I didn't see coming at all. And it's it got Elijah Wood in it for, it looks like he's on the covers. Looks yeah, like it's yeah. sci-fi or no, is it straight no. horror? It's, it's even horror. It's just like a th straight up thriller. Um, and he plays, he plays like this, this kind of, a condescending rich kid who's, you know, trying to go see his father after he receives a letter. Mm -hmm. from his dad and his dad's like an abusive alcoholic and like it's pretty it's pretty vulgar at points too uh and it gets ultra violent out of nowhere okay. which i absolutely love a so, little bit of the ultra violence ultra violence yeah and it kind of it reminds me a lot of um more of like the lower uh not lower uh probably more of the arsy fartsy stuff like uh mandy um or green room you know it's kind of it's kind of subtle like that where it kind of like sneaks up on you and then it it really delivers on what what it sets out to do so gotcha so would you recommend it to most mainstream audiences or because it seems like elijah wood and i'm i'll give him credit a little bit more on this later 
this is a lot more of an indie film. Yes, it is very much an indie film. Uh, his his production company, Spectre Vision, uh, or I guess he's like a co-founder of it. Mm. Uh, they actually produced Mandy or Color from Out of Space, like these really oh, fuck. Art- Lead with that shit, Chaz. I know. You know who you're talking to? You could have just led with, oh, this is from the production company that gave you Mandy, and I would have shit my pants but, right there and said, I don't say no more. I'm in. It's it's not though. That's the thing. I believe it's from Lionsgate. Okay. Uh, but he he's just acting in it. Like he has no ties in producing it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's just. <laughs> But is he? Does he give the same flavor? Do you get a same Mandy feel from this? Yeah, not not Ooh. not like not like uh, as abstract, but it's definitely like like you know how Mandy is slow and then it gets fucking insane out of nowhere. Yeah, and that's exactly what this movie does in like the best kind of ways. And it's very creative very in the way it does it. Simple story that just blows up. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the simple story actually has like a lot of uh, punch behind it. You know. Mm. So I, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it could have picked up in some places, but overall, I, I would probably buy it if it ever came out. And from my understanding, it's, it? I saw it on uh, Vudu. So from my understanding, oh. it's actually on video on demand right now. It got released on February 7th, I believe. Uh, and it was in the TIFF Festival, I believe. Let me double check that real quick. Mm. While you do that, I want to commend Elijah Wood. Essentially, with what he's able to do with his career after Lord of the Rings, where he really is just gone to, like, whatever the fuck I want to do, I'm going to do. As far as indie films, uh, specifically the just the weird niche films that he's been taking, I think that he's been choosing carefully what his roles are, and it's been kind of like doing what he wants to do. And it's really cool seeing an actor being able to do that. Okay, so uh, it's not TIFF. It's Tribeca. Oh, okay. TIFF is T-I-F-F. Tribeca is T-F-F. <laughs> yep. No, I always I always think Tribeca, De Niro, TIFF, Canada. Oh, that, that works, yeah. Um, yep. I So, yeah, no, overall, I enjoyed it, though. And, like, if, if you, like... I could do it like and the best way to describe like for example Mandy is it's metal as fuck like that's mm-hmm. the only way I describe it to people and then I I described um color from out of space so I'm like this is like the opening band to Mandy but with Nicolas Cage being the lead singer for both <laughs> yeah 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 this feels like a post grunge okay. hardcore movie nice where it's well, like it's like lighter toned but it's definitely like it hits when it hits mm-hmm. you know cool. Well, that's our mini review of Come to Daddy. Uh, make sure to check that out on demand. A quick edit for the Birds of Prey review that I did, because I want to point it out because I think it's hilarious. Um, and I put this review out f- way before the weekend box office happened, and they realized that they needed to do an edit on the film's title. Now, uh, the end of my review, I, I, I'm going to totally just like milk this. Uh, these criticisms aside, I think there's a lot of good in the film that can help you overlook its flaws. But at the end of the day, it should have been called Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey and not the other way around. Well, guess what? They ended up changing the name to to make it less confusing. Harley Quinn? <laughs> yeah. So they put an edit. Holy shit, they changed the name. <laughs> Did they actually change it? Yep. They changed it to Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. <laughs> Wow, cop. Yeah, mm, yeah. Well, you know, I think they should fire whoever's the marketing then. <laughs> that was Margot Robbie's choice. 
and she's exec producer, so you know she might not get a ton of creative control in the next one, or maybe they'll go into I don't know stopping something with uh, Gotham City Sirens. Who knows? Yeah, I'm just my confusion is they I I know I, from understanding due to Suicide Squad getting a lot of box office moolah during its run because then we got Harley Quinn's new movie, right? Mm. You know how many people didn't give a shit about Suicide Squad? <laughs> no, everybody did. Uh, no, I distinctly remember everyone gave a shit about that movie. That's why it was such... Because it was a double hitter of just suck that year when it came to DC. <laughs> I remember this so much. It, vividly, like a Vietnam flashback where um, Batman v Superman dropped. And that night, we... Because and this will be apparent when we jump into the to the main Batman story. I am one of the biggest Batman fans since I was a little kid, all the way up to now. That has been my superhero, and I can't I can't change how I feel about that. It will always be in my DNA. I've got all the characters. I love all of them. Adam West, George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Give me everybody. I will find a way to love it somehow because it's Batman. That aside. Like, ah, I don't. <laughs> I just don't think they had the right ideas in mind for this. For for the Batman versus Superman. Yeah, I I just sat there in a Denny's just contemplating my life. It was like ten at night, and then after that, Suicide Squad. That was the one hope that I had that maybe that was going to be good. The trailers looked really dope. But then the whole movie was a trailer. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, oh, that's a good way to describe it. It was edited by the company that did the trailers. And it felt just like that, like just tons of music video montages. And Birds of Prey has that too, don't get me wrong. However, they have story with it too, and they're able to blend that well. So that I just think it's funny that we had to change the title on that. But Sonic came out. Did you have a chance to see it? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I have zero desire. I'll probably watch it if it's like on Netflix or HBO or whatever, but mm-hmm. I don't have any desire to go see it in the theater. It's just, I'm not the audience for it. Yeah. Well, nobody's really the audience for it, but it wants to be everybody's movie. I'll explain that. Quick review about Sonic. So uh, I gave it a 6 out of 10, essentially because I'm impressed at the fact that they took criticism and instead of sticking to their guns and like being dicks about it or or like bending too much to the whims of the people and and being like now we're going to make an R-rated Sonic or whatever you want we'll do it like they 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 went back realized that it was stupid to make it a human looking character changed the design kept everything still what it was a kids movie that wasn't a super good kids movie but I, I respect the fact that they changed something and that it actually worked out. So it was a pretty paint-by-numbers kids movie. Like, it, it was pretty forgettable as far as adults go. But you could take your kids to it, and it's not the worst thing in the world. My that is my review of it. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it looks better than Doolittle, so... Yeah, well, Doolittle, oh my god. That was... Maybe one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, no desire for that. <laughs> but 
talking about Sonic, th- this is uh, the second story that I want to get into before we get into the main feast. Uh, with with a film that, like, this is the first time I think that it's turned out well where a uh, studio has bended to an audience's whim and it ended up doing well for it. I, like, what is the ethics behind this? I mean, how far is it, can this be pushed? We have so many people fighting for the Snyder Cut. My, uh, fuck, myself included. I, I would like some of that Snyder Cut. But, like... You know, at what point do we like with Star Wars, for instance, there's an example of not bending to the fans will with Last Jedi and then bending too far to the fans will with Rise of Skywalker. It seems this is a this is a huge problem. It is, I think. I, I, I don't know. I think there's like so much hype built around these movies, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, now they have teaser trailers for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, I don't think they did that. Like, you saw the trailer in a movie theater, and that was it, or in the movie, or on the TV, you know? Yeah. And, well, there certainly wasn't as much coverage. Like, I wouldn't have be, I wouldn't be trying to make a career out of this if there weren't as much coverage as there was. You know, I wouldn't have learned about like movies like Whiplash and stuff, though, on the opposite end of it. Right, and like I wonder though if it is due. So like, a lot of the independent studios or like the smaller budget studios, like they don't have teaser for teasers. Mm-hmm. They'll post a poster for a teaser and be like, "Oh, trailer drops, whatever, you know, boom." Yeah. Whereas these main studios, like with the big bucks, will tease it with a teaser, and then that teaser is like a trailer in itself, but it's not the official trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and can we get? I'm so goddamn sick of these stupid, like, five-second mini-teasers before the teaser trailer. It's maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm tired of it. It takes... It takes... How long to just show the damn trailer? They do it for market marketing reasons, because we can't, like, pay attention long enough. Ugh, I hate it, though. No, I agree. I, I honestly don't know. I think... I think though, um, with these bigger budget, like like with Star Wars or whatever, there's going to be so much fandom surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always going to be backlash, and ultimately, maybe with Sonic, you know, it's because people haven't seen movies that the studios didn't fix in the past, and it kind of affected the box office and the return on it. So maybe this was just them wanting to make sure they get the return on it and listen to the fans because they're going to be the ones to go see it. Well, I don't know what it. I don't know where where the buck stops, right? Like, does it? Did this come from? Like, did Sonic come from the studios telling the creators, "Hey, we got to change this," or from the creator realizing that this was a mistake and then coming to it? Because the press release had the director saying, "I understand. We we need to change it," but in a lot of these situations, it ends up being the executives that are coming over and wanting to screw with everything vis-a-vis Batman v Superman and all of Zack Snyder's stuff and in in rumors I suppose or in actually no in real life with what they did with uh, Han Solo and that in the Solo movie um, with Kathleen Kennedy there's a lot of executive um, choices and maybe stuff that could be considered to be more creative decisions yeah I uh 
You know, I mean, Sonic, Sonic had a budget for supposedly 81 to $95 million, according to Wikipedia. Okay, and that's after the, the additional effects and everything? That's probably why there's like an about. It's just they don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure with that much money, it was an executive's decision to redo that due to the backlash. And then, the, of course, the director has to take the, take the heat, mm-hmm. even though he ultimately designed it to be like that, as far as we know. Because it could have been, as you know, that production studios are known to do is get their hands on it and fuck everything up. That is very true that, like, when you're a director, it, it, like, in that seat, you know that you can't control a lot of stuff, right? Right. Like, you can't, but at the end of the day, you know that you're responsible for every single thing, like, no matter what. So it's, it's very interesting, especially in these different circumstances. I don't know if it's for the better in in some cases, because at the end of the day, like, it looks like this movie, I think at this point, has hit about $60 million for a box office weekend, which is good. That's actually really good for this movie, saying that it was going to be the new Cats, you know, considering how it was going to look. But, like, what's the longevity here? Who was this? In, who was the intended audience at this point? Because it was a ton of sweaty guys versus, like, a kid's movie. <laughs> well, yeah, my... Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's just there's a weird thing going on now where they're making movies. Like, I mean, look look at Door of the Explorer, right? Yeah, who the hell was that? Literally, for? nobody asked for Door of the Explorer. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing those. And somehow, somehow, they got fucking Michael Bay <laughs> mm-hmm. to attach himself to it, and apparently, it did decently. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's I. I never saw it, and I don't intend to. I'm just I'm waiting for the live action version of Bob the Builder at this point. <laughs> they probably could do that. Who bought Nickelodeon? That's Nickelodeon, right? Bob the Builder. Uh, I can't remember. If it is, then I believe Disney, uh, Netflix acquired a ton of properties for it. So that's cool. Uh, Maybe they will do a Bob the Builder movie. <laughs> Is it Nickelodeon? I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure it is. Hold on. PBS Kids. Nick Jr. So, yeah, it was Nickelodeon first, then PBS I Kids, now it's Channel 5. Okay. So, possibly. They'll just do they'll do Bob the Builder, but it's going to be for um, properties that have died off, and they're just trying to revitalize because they bought the IP, and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> hey, man. Can we fix it? <laughs> <laughs> or like, uh, <laughs> or uh, shit, we gotta reboot Spider-Man again. Can we fix it? Oh dear lord! This time we're gonna go for a sixty-year-old. We've hey, gone I... young. Now let's go old. Yeah, I feel like Superman, Spider-Man, and Batman is like the holy trinity of movies that've been rebooted so many times in the superhero genre. But which would you say have been rebooted more for um, movies failing versus just the uh, actors growing out of the character? Hmm. I say. I think Spider-Man, Spider-Man probably has the best yeah. success rate. No, I don't think so. No, I th- I totally believe so. Um, Tobey Mar- Maguire's first two movies set the right. bar. 
maybe the last one didn't do good. Andrew Garfield's first one did good. The second one bombed. And then Tom Holland has been successful through and through. If you look at Batman, Adam West was successful. Michael Keaton was successful. Val Kilmer wasn't successful. George Clooney was not successful. <laughs> Dude, George Then, from that okay. point, the character was dead until Christian Bale came in. And then from that point on, it kind of became whoever was the villain of the of the trilogy, kind of. And Ben Affleck showed up. A lot of people didn't know what to think about it. And, like, really, there's just been a huge gap of we haven't gotten a full look at a Batman, like, a full, like, intentional directed look at a Batman that's not trying to set up five other things. Is this our segue? <laughs> Well, that that is a perfect segue into what I can only describe as a new dawn of of our Batman. We've got our uh, Robert Pattinson here, and we got a reveal through Vimeo through uh, director Matt Reeves' Vimeo account, uh, silhouetted in this red light. We get a really uh, good look at the symbol, the chest symbol, uh, kind of what the plating looks like. Uh, a little bit of the cowl. You don't get to see the ears, but you uh, you get to see he's got a bit of a collar on him. Uh, the mask looks a little leathery, almost kind of. Um, if you were to draw the white eyebrow, it looks about as thin as the Adam West mask, which is interesting to me. Um, but some people have something to say about this bat symbol, and I've got something to say about those people. But... Chess, tell me what you think about this. What did you think about the first reveal? Uh, <clears throat> let me set it up, okay? Oh, God. Okay, here we go. So, mm -hmm. I'm at a concert. <laughs> <laughs> you told me to set it up. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm laying in line at a concert, uh -huh. and I'm scrolling through my phone on Twitter, and then my, my sister's boyfriend says, Dude look at the screen capture and it's of you know the the new batman mm -hmm. and i'm like there's no fucking way no way like the movie's just beginning well like, what was the screen capture of the of the chest symbol of the face it was the face okay and i'm like there's no way and he's like yeah and so i went online and saw that matt reeves indeed did post something so i'm like oh this isn't fake <laughs> Mm -hmm. and it's a initially it's a camera test um yeah. according to vimeo right yeah much like what they did with the joker they they put out little camera tests before they start having to do footage outside so that they don't get the grainy gross photos that the paparazzi do they can just put out themselves what they want it to look like right and i so i i, I couldn't hear it at all but like watching it i had to watch it five times and like that is fucking sexy and badass Mm-hmm. No, we're on the same page with it. Really? I know you're disappointed. I have yeah. something to say, though, to people that, that have a specific idea of what this bat, bat symbol is made out of, which I think, if true, which it absolutely is not, is the most hokiest and, and cheesiest of things that they could possibly do with this new Batman character and would completely take me out of it. I would be done. I would I would put down my my cap and say I'm out. I'm not even gonna watch this movie. And I feel like I'm probably one of the biggest Batman fans. But I swear to God, if this bat symbol 
are pieces of the gun that killed the Waynes, I will throw up on the first <laughs> row of moviegoers in front of me and then punch the usher and then just storm out. I don't know what else I would do. Maybe just shit on the floor and cry and then go take a shower. It's That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay, you, you know what they're basing that off of, though, right? Idiocracy? No, I don't know. It's a Kevin Smith comic book. They can base it off whatever they want. It's stupid, and I don't want to, them to keep putting it out. I also have a lot of beef with these people that are put. It's the same people that are that are saying that this is a gun. It's they, it's clearly two batterings that he can detach, right? Honestly, it looks like box cutters. <laughs> yeah, they look like two batterings to me. Like he could throw them, and they would go and do the thing he needs and get back to him. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it it does look like that, but it also does look like a gun. I, it ought to be a stunner. It Who does knows? not look like a gun. Dude, I mean, look at the— I feel at... like I'm taking crazy pills when it comes to this. Like, it's it's not. Have you seen—it's it, it's the part in the office when um, Dwight gets that Christmas present and it's a nutcracker, but he keeps insisting that it's a gun and keeps trying to put it together like that. And I feel like Stanley <laughs> Hudson being like, unless the next piece you have is a gun— it's not a gun, because it looks nothing like a gun. I mean, okay, I mean, it's, it's metal. That's the only thing you can tell me. Oh, it's metal. Might be gun metal. No, so is a lot of metal. I'm just looking at like the like it looks like a hilt, like a shotgun or something. But like also, no, it, has, it looks like a handle, dude. And it also has clips on it, which like I a don't... grip, like you grip it and throw it. Oh, dude, one part is for a handle, and one part is the blade. What if he uses that to, like, stab into walls and climb, like, uh, fucking pickaxes? Oh, that'd be cool. I'd be into that. But or it's like, not the gun, and shut the hell up, everybody that thinks it's a stupid gun. It's not. Okay, okay, Patrick, let's say it is, okay? It's not, but okay. let's... I would say it is. Okay. <laughs> if they somehow tie that into the story to make it extremely believable and work well will you what do you mean it's make it extremely believable like he just keeps it in his back pocket from when he's a kid all the way up to growing up and then unshelves it from his top mantelpiece at wayne manor is like finally (laughs) i can do what i've always dreamt of cuts it in half and then puts knives on it and stabs it under his chest that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard of oh it's not that bad man it's a symbol or however he's gonna do it yeah, it's just simple. <laughs> He'll do it. <laughs> how, how do you how do you think Robert Pattinson's going to talk about or talk uh, Batman versus Bruce Wayne? That's a great question. I really of because I I'm not shitting on Ben Affleck's Batman, but uh, I'll get to that point I have in a second. But I think his uh, his voice is going to be synthesized like they had with his. That was one of the best pieces of Ben Affleck's Batman to me. That they added a synthesized voice to the mythos. Ah, uh, do you like that part? I do because I don't like people having to for- force a grunt. And I also don't like the unbelievability that somebody can't just clearly pick up. Well, that's Bruce Wayne talking to me right now because that's a billionaire famous person who's always on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you say it in a grunty way, like, it's one. It's like that Clark Kent thing. Just get if you can move past it quickly enough, 
I just don't think it can be. It should be as distorted as Ben Affleck's. His was very much like when he was doing stuff. It wasn't naturally like deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I liked a lot how um, the Batman Begins voice was. If they were to go for grizzled, that didn't seem as forced as when he got into the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. Well, I know for the Dark Knight, they actually had to go in post production and oh, do a lot of dubbing for Bane and him. Yeah, and they they even deepened his voice further, mm-hmm. which uh, it just didn't work as well. Light it up, like it just doesn't work as well. Yeah, yeah, or what is she? But but if there's some type of little synthesizer, something to like cloak his voice, I think that's pretty pretty easy enough. And this is supposed to be the detective style of Batman. See, uh, see from that's... everything that Reeves has said. So so and I so from that footage, it actually looks very noirish. Which makes me fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Because oh, it's supposed to be noir. Yeah. And yeah, everything uh, that they've saying on how the story arc is going, it's supposed to be based off the long Halloween with a lot of villains involved, and it's gonna be based on really bringing into into the silver screen his detective abilities. Yeah, and I like from the music. I was rewatching it today with headphones, thankfully. There's some music yeah. involved in that. Um, it's Michael Giacchino. Is, oh, is he doing it? Yes. He confirmed on his Twitter that that's actually him, and that's going to be the Batman score, or probably a version of it Fuck, in some sense. Yes. It's, so it, 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 feels it sounds a lot like The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. and then a little bit of the animated series. Yeah, and uh, that's I'm not actually surprised that he's working on it, because he, he has a history with Matt Reeves, like with Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, franchise but um hearing that mixed with like the, the red coloring and like the black dude i think like, this is gonna be dark and that makes me so fucking happy because batman and dc in general is more of a dark universe than marvel where it's all happy yappity yeah yeah in comparison you know except for superman superman's brighter yeah but and superman the flash sucks. like does anybody really like superman let's be real i like superman and i will <laughs> I liked that Superman that we saw a glimpse of in the end of Justice League. I, re- I truly did. But you I, know what? And here's where I'll get into my rant. <laughs> These people that continually insist that they have to have Ben Affleck be their Batman, and it can't be anybody else, and they're insisting that the Snyder Cut has to come out now, and I have taken the opportunity with this to bring Ben Affleck back into trending for it. You know what, you dumbasses? He's been out for a while for a reason. Not because they kicked him out, but because they didn't want to do his script, and so he didn't want to do it anymore. That's what happened. Has nothing to do with him being hoisted out of it. They made a mutual decision to leave because they didn't want to use his story, which is fair. And I'd love to see his story one day, but move on we have to move on with Zack Snyder like it's it's a really weird unfinished symphony what happened with that trilogy and I'd love to see the Snyder cut one day but for the love of God when you're in this like sphere and you're getting new characters I've known this since I was a, a little kid when you get into the next Batman you respect what's happened before and you move on to the future of what's coming Let's all just move forward with Robert Pattinson's Batman and just stop trying to bring back that stuff. It it really it makes the fandom look pathetic. It makes the fandom look like Star Wars. <laughs> it really does. 
And it's not to say that Ben Affleck isn't a great Batman, and it's not to say that those fans aren't right for wanting it. It's pathetic in the sense that they can't let go of it and have to make people feel bad for appreciating a new form of it. Because all they want to do is take a look at this and say, well, it's not like what Ben Affleck's is. Those specific groups of people are the ones that I'm calling out for being only there to be assholes, to be honest. No, you're totally correct. But can I can I just say something real quick? Uh, no, rant on. I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, fucking, I don't get, like, you would think studios, because Zack Snyder works for studios. He's not, like, an independent director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, he works the big bucks. You would think that with all the director cut cuts that we've had of Zack Snyder, they have been superior uh, to the theatrical. And you would think that the studios would be like, you know, maybe we should trust this fucking guy and just let him do what he wants and see how it plays out. Well, I believe that there is... Look, I'm all in the camps for all of that stuff. Uh, And that's not my... My argument isn't that it doesn't or doesn't exist. I know that there's a cut that exists and that... I mean, provided that they get work done on more post-production and uh, Snyder can see it through, it could probably go to HBO Max. But that's not what I'm like. That can be something to add in a bonus feature in a thing, but they're never going to have what they want. You know what I mean? Like you guys are never going to get it back. So so stop it. Just drop it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're not going to bring... Do you see any scenario where Ben Affleck comes back? Um, Honestly, if they had a better script and, like, a more clear idea of how the universe is going to go, maybe. But he's not in the universe anymore, in a sense. I know. Do you believe that this is a new universe or that they're going to tie it into the Aquaman universe, I guess, is a good question. I watch this be like the Joker where it's its own thing. It could be. We we could just be fucking with everybody, and this could be one of those podcasts where we're looking back and going, I cannot believe that they switched the switched everything up with us. It could very well be, because it very well seems like it's the Batman movie produced by A24 with the cast that are involved, and it makes me so excited for it. Dude, and like the – okay, going back to the music just real quick, because I'm like listening to it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it feels like a techno thriller. And it gives me like hard 80s vibes and 90s vibes where it's going to be grimy as fuck. Mm. And no, I'm really interested in it. And boy, does he got the jawline for that cowl. My question is, um, how how big are dem ears? Let's see dem ears. <laughs> I hey, really right. need to see those ears, man. I got, I'm very particular with that kind of stuff. I need, I need long ears okay, for this hey. to be a detective Batman. Here, I guess here's a good question. Are you going to compare the bat ears, like dick sizes? Like, oh, Christian Bell has like the biggest. What are you talking about? Ben had the biggest bat ears. Clearly had the biggest dick of all of the Batmans, and his ears were like little nubs. <laughs> I mean, performance wise. <laughs> That's a very curb your enthusiasm moment for sure. <laughs> it's true though. Like if any, I mean, sure that guy was on roids for sure. Like there's no, there's no way that, <laughs> that dude wasn't doing steroids before he fought Superman. Did you see what he was doing? They just cut that part out. There's an extended, extended cut. Oh my god. 
I like that it's very it, we have to mention Arkham because everybody is mentioning Arkham when it comes to the suit because it looks like an Arkham style suit. Did you ever play the games? I played the first two. I haven't played the third one. Because mm, it's very reminiscent of Origins and the third one is what a lot of people are saying. This isn't too much the third one. But to me, do you know what it kind of reminds me of? It's if the Tumblr like just wrapped around Batman and became a suit. The tum- Oh. Ooh. Yeah, it's got those it's got those uh lines in them, you know, those edges and stuff. I really dig it. I'm so excited. I'm gonna watch it. It's interesting time. that the cowl is so flimsy. Is it not feeling flimsy to you as well? Hold on, hold on. Oh here he is. He's getting revealed. Mm. <laughs> Okay. okay, I'm pausing. I'm pausing here. Hold on. Please don't describe to the audience what's happening in the over there. Um, just like the out of focus, how he's out of focus and walks in like. Oh! Okay, going back. Oh, he needs some milk. Mm. Okay, um, let's get to the cow. Okay. Uh, calm yourself. Boy. Flimsy, huh? Um. It's a little bit. It's very leather. It's leather, but it's a thin leather. Specifically, I'm looking at the nose. Okay, it it looks kind of like Daredevil. I hate to say that. It's only like that because of the red. Here's what it reminds me more of: Adam West's mask. I could see. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I see your... it a little bit of an homage to Adam West's mask, and I like that. Do you have an? Do you? Uh, you're totally. That's my first time. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me explain one thing. <laughs> Uh, I I full screened it on my on my Mac mm. for the first time, <laughs> yeah. Barely, and there's definitely leather seams. Yeah, on the, like it's the been nose. handmade. Oh, dude, that looks sexy. It looks handmade, does it not? It does. Oh, this makes okay. me so happy. I, so I'm actually really curious. I'm interested in those ears, though. Why don't show me them ears? Damn it! Why would you not? When is it set to release? Do we know? Um, Matt Reeves, 2021 at some point. Batman, June 25th. Mm. 2021. Who's Greg Frazier? Okay, let's see. Okay, let's look at the cinematographer's work to see exactly what we're up against. Hey, while you're doing that, I can uh, talk about a quick report from Peter uh, Sarsgaard that is actually going to be in the Batman. That's insisting that it's like what you said, raw, but also comparing its production to the music of the Pixies. Music of the Pixies. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Oh my it's god! It's okay. so raw in that way. So that's what I what I feel like about this. It's not sanitized. It's got raw power to it. Raw emotionality. Okay. Oh, but- is it just going to be a lot of Martha? I'm just kidding. Okay, 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 here we go. The the cinematographer, his name is Greg Fraser. Greg? Greg Fraser. He's an Australian. I don't know. Okay. Um so he's worked on stuff like Killing Them Softly. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh no, I haven't. I will send you a link to a scene that's one of my favorite slow motion scenes fucking ever. And Brad Pitt mm. kills gloriously. Um he also did Snow White and the Huntsman, Zero Dark Thirty, Foxcatcher, The Gambler, Lion. And, okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's go to nerdism. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Vice, the recent movie with Christian Bell. And, uh, what's his face? Oh. <sighs> Sam Roxwell. Yeah, Sam Roxwell. Uh, he's a, he did Dune. Fuck yes. 
Yeah. And he did three episodes of The Mandalorian. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. It, it kind of gives you an idea of how this film's going to look, I believe. Yeah. Oh, dude, well, he did in, I, in Matt Reeves, <sighs> I trust, for sure. And God knows he took his time to get the the script right and stuff. I remember when this first came out that he was even doing it. How long ago? A full Joker movie was written, came out, and won the Oscar in the time that he took to write the Batman, which is pretty insane. Um, so hope I hopefully we got some good stuff to it. it. Again, there's so many cool things to have with that. Yeah, there's not. So let's see. Matt Reeves have done, has, did Cloverfield in 2008, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Let Me In, which is a vampire movie, which I really liked. That was a very moody movie, and he wrote that one. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes he directed. He did not write, but War of the Planet of the Apes he directed and wrote, which I almost cried in. Yeah. Uh, the Batman. For trilogies. So he's he's one and one for trilogies, so I'm excited to see more. Yeah, and for the Batman, he's actually directing, writing, and producing it. This is his first producing credit. Oh, interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, okay, to be fair, he was an executive producer for Tim Cloverfield and the Cloverfield Paradox, but... Uh, as a producer itself, like that means like more hands-on than like money-wise, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's well, he's in this, dude. And it, Rob Pattinson just got off of uh, working with a previous Batman director, Christopher Nolan. So maybe they swapped some stories back and forth. But either way, I think we've we've uh, used up our time for this. What did you guys think about uh, the bat suit? About Robert Pattinson as Batman? Do you agree with me that uh, we should stop with this whole going back to the past and, uh, I don't know, let it die? Or do you think maybe I, sh- I should die? I don't know. Uh, leave a comment down below and make sure to follow us on all our social medias. Chaz, go ahead and plug everything. Uh, your boy Chaz, a Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram if you feel inclined. Awesome. Make sure to check out our reviews again on patrickbadyreviews.com. Uh, we have a Patreon. Um, and I guess before we go, I should mention this. Um, I got added in to be in the South by Southwest film press thing, which is really interesting and cool. And uh, I am poor and need to find a way to get there. So there is going to be a GoFundMe linked in the support us part of patrickbadyreviews.com. So if you're interested, go ahead and check that out as well. Uh, Once again, I'm Patrick. And I'm Chaz. We'll see you at the next review.